the name allergy in painting start getting bigger and then i can't go anywhere without people saying oh this is allergy do you know allergy he's a well-known artist he's going to be famous soon and for me that is becoming too much for me to bear i want to be an artist uh that paint from my heart and not for anything else and as you know now i i walk dogs as part of my life i'd rather be known as a dog walker than an artist because nobody will harass a dog walker i have people that will say you know i need to buy your painting so that when you get famous i have one of your paintings for me it doesn't make sense you know I, I, I want to be realistic to me. I want to be Mr. Nobody, honestly. So I want to be going around doing my business and be like everybody else. And that's what cycling does for me. Hello, and welcome to another podcast of Fuerza inside the mind of the ridden athlete. I'm your host, Mig, a.k.a. Grasshopper. I recently sat down for a delightful conversation with Sali, Salifu Mohammed. Sali is a local cyclist. Sali originally is from Ghana, but has been living in the Bay Area since 2001. If you look up Sali Alagi, you'll find that he is a very successful artist and had a uh, career that was really taking off in the early 2000s, uh, peaking with a show in the De Young Museum. But Sally found that he preferred the anonymity of a cyclist as a dog walker over an art. Though he continues his art, we'll talk about that. Uh, it's mostly for himself. With Sally, we'll talk about TAM 7. Sally recently did a ride 30,000 feet around Mount Tamalpais, where he climbed at seven different directions. For me, Sali uh, is the embodiment of gratitude, of grace, of kindness, of equanimity. His way of being the world, his contagious smile, his laughter, his unabashedly uh, designer and stylish appearance on the bike has us all jealous. Always forward, never straight. In our talk with Sali, uh, we'll touch on the points of, of the strength of the community here in Northern California and cycling and what it does to bring us all together. Fuerza Inside the Mind of the Ridden Athlete is made possible by support from Team Adair and Cross Country Mortgage. To save $2,200 on your next home purchase or refinance, go to grasshopperadventureseries.com and click on more information about the Grasshopper Affinity Program. Anyway, sit back. I hope you enjoy our chat with Sally. Stay tuned. All right. Well, Sally, thanks for joining me here in the study. Sally just told me that my bike shop could be called the study. So uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. We just got back from a beautiful ride here in Sonoma County. There was some rain and uh, the skies cleared. It's feeling like fall, feeling optimistic. Uh, what's it like for you? How does it feel to you that the seasons are finally changing for us? Uh, personally, I feel like uh, my season just getting started because I, I like it more when it is cooler that way, you know. Um, since I don't handle the warm weather well so this is kind of perfect and get getting time to go uh so today's is uh one of the rides that i would say that is uh, a step in the right direction for me even though it was wet earlier on but it kind of all burns out and then uh, it was a fun ride and a good one and anytime i get to ride with the general, is always a good ride. So I want to let the listeners know just a little bit, you know, who you are and the connection to how we got to know each other as we get into talking about, about bikes. Um, if 
but I believe we met maybe close to 10 years ago when you started coming up to the Grasshoppers, eight, eight, ten years ago. Um, and your, uh, your personality, your, your love for cycling, your, just your presence made you, you know, clearly stand out. And, uh, I'm trying to remember what is it that first got you up to Occidental? I think it was before we had any sort of advertising or web pages and you just, uh, how did you, how did you come into the, the, to the events and the grasshoppers? I think somebody told me, uh, about uh, grasshopper during a conversation and then they said that uh, you know guys come up from marine and do it so I should give it a try and then I was just getting into cycling and I'm like okay and by before then I've done a couple of uh, you know crate racing and I feel like it wasn't the kind of ride that will fit my way of approaching cycling is like constantly going around in a circle and you know and I wasn't going anywhere with it anyway because everybody I was racing with I feel like you know I was lacking something but when I was told about Grasshopper I realized that it was uh, an environment that I can you know be part of and watching other people who were ahead of me in cycling i could learn from them and one of the things during the conversation that struck me was the fact that you know the information i got from having that conversation with this person almost uh put into my mind that it was like a family atmosphere kind of ride even though people were racing so I thought that if that's the case I should give it a try and for me that was one of the things that attracted me to come to I mean first try grasshopper uh, the fact that if I'm in a ride I wouldn't be the, the, the you know the weakest link and I wouldn't be the strongest link but at the same time, I will have other people uh, that will be looking after me, regardless of, you know, my strength in riding. So that was, you know, the appeal for me. And I, now we've spent quite a bit of time riding with each other over the last, over the last year. And, and I know that you're not one to, to talk simply for, for, for speaking sake, but yet our conversations are very philosophical uh and and talking about the the human connection and and the spirit of spirituality um but you don't really talk much about when we ask you'll share a little bit about your background um being from ghana being in marin you have a unique story and of course trying to find out more about you i'd google you that's kind of what we do these days um and what comes up is you as an artist um and yet it's something that you still do but don't really talk that much about. But tell me what art has meant to you and what it still means and how that is supplements, you know, yourself as, as a cyclist. Um, I will start by saying this. Uh, at this point in my life, uh, art is my lifeline. Without art... I wouldn't be here in the United States. Uh, it's uh, through art that uh, I got the opportunity to come here from Ghana. And then uh, it all started when I was in uh, high school in Ghana. My, I think my final year, or is it my last two years? In Ghana, we call it secondary school. And it's like uh, you go first five years and then you write an exams, and then if you uh, get certain grades, you go two more years before you can go to the university. And it was during my last two years that I met a, a, a Peace Corps volunteer uh, that was posted in my school, and he was supposed to teach math, and then we were lacking math teacher. So... I was I volunteered to go and lobby to have that teacher come to our class, and that was the science 
uh, class in in that you know set of uh, uh, um, year in that year because we have science, business, and then the arts class. So uh, the science class wasn't having a math teacher. So I took it upon me to go and lobby so that we have this teacher to uh, cut a uh, long story short. It ended up that we didn't have him as our math teacher, but him and I got connected. And after we became good friends, even when he left Ghana and came back to United States, um, we were still in touch. But when he was in Ghana, uh, one of the things he observed I liked doing was paint. Like I will get my drawing books, get, you know, my crayons or whatever paint system I can find and then I'll be drawing. And he saw that and he started ordering paints from United States for me. And then his parents were visiting and then he asked me what I want and I said I want paint. The parents brought he made the parents brought me paint and that like that was the inspiration for me to take on a painting in my car in my in my life. When I was in school, I was uh, I took art history, but not painting. But he was such a fundamental uh, part of me, you know, picking up painting uh, as part of my life. And even when he left Ghana uh, and came to U.S. Uh, after I think six, seven years, he started going back to Ghana to visit with students from his school. He's a teacher here in the United States. And anytime he brings the students to Ghana, you know, he tells people, uh, the first time he came to Ghana, he, re he observed that I was deep into painting. So one of the things that happened was, he purchased a couple of my finished paintings, and then he also purchased some back to give us a gift. So years after that, anytime he's going to Ghana, you know, he has uh, parents of these students put a request. He comes and buy paintings from me and then uh, other people, and I started saving the money. And one of his trips, he asked me if uh, I would like to come to United States. And then uh, he said he thinks that it would be good for me and my art and also for me to see how, uh, how other artists' uh, works look like so that, you know, it will inspire me either to do more or to figure out, you know, the rest of my at life, and that's how it all started. So you you had a lot of you had early success, and you I, but last you know you were in the De Young, and I know that you've had prints for sale, but yet you haven't chosen to stay immersed in the art culture and the art community. Um, but I think you found a home in the cycling community. Um, is that something that is just in your past? Is that on pause? Um, so. It is, art will never be in the past, but I think that uh, one of the things I will boldly say is that uh, I cannot work with uh, the light shining on me. Uh, to, to explain that is, when I had the show, uh, when I was, when I did the residency at the Dion Museum, I realized that the name Alaji in painting start getting bigger. And then I can't go anywhere without people saying, oh, this is Alaji, do you know Alaji? He's a well-known artist, he's going to be famous soon. And for me, you know, that is becoming too much for me to bear. I want to be an artist uh, that paint from my heart and not for anything else. And you can, as you know now, I, I walk dogs as part of my life. 
I'd rather be known as a dog walker than an artist because nobody will harass a dog walker or will like I have people that will say, you know, I need to buy your painting so that when you get famous, I have one of your paintings. For me, it doesn't make sense. You know, I, I, I want to be realistic to me. I want to be I want to be Mr. Nobody, honestly. So I want to be going around doing my business and be like everybody else. And that's what cycling does for me. Cycling, I'm in the pool. Even though I got into cycling just to be like uh, all by myself, how just to be a lone individual, uh, it turns out to be the opposite for me. The community I found in cycling is so awesome. Like I like that community. You know, I go out and ride, and there are cyclists that I admire, and you know that about me. The big name cyclists like Peter Statner, uh, Ted King, and all those. I love them, and I love how they are down to earth. And for me, that's a situation that I want to be. Being an artist is is just too crazy world for me. And then I found myself in a certain situation that I realized that if I'm in that world, I probably, you know, like I, I will not have a community that will be looking after my best interest, but rather be looking to destroy me. It's like everybody is looking at me for what they can get rather than what they can support. Yeah. which cycling is totally the opposite. In the cycling community, even if you go out and you are not putting out the best, people are looking to lift you up. People are lifting to inject into you the energy that will make you go, hmm, after all, I'm not doing bad. Yeah. You know? So that's one of the reasons why you see me more in the cycling uh, community than the art yeah. community, but the art community is not in the past. It's there. I'm just doing it in a way that is not exposing me to, you know, everything. Yeah, well, that's that's beautiful, and you've you've kept your center, and you recognized that early on before yes. it got to a place that wasn't healthy and fulfilling for you. Um, I I see what you're saying and 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 that resonates with me as well of of being alone but being part of a community and i think that's one of the things with cycling where you can have that experience together collectively but you're alone you know we're we're doing our own thing and responsible for that and uh speaking of being alone for long periods of time i, I do know that you've you've been doing some crazy long rides i know you like to get up around two in the morning or earlier, I don't know if you sleep at all, and do crazy long rides. I think your most recent one, I know you've been building up to do, you climb Tam, I think it ended up being 30,000 feet, and you climb Tam from seven directions, though we recently figured out there's eight or nine, right? Exactly, I did the seven. So tell me about that idea and a little bit about what the hell, basically. I mean, you... you, you uh Later part of the Grasshopper uh, event, um, I missed the Mendocino, right? Because uh, I, um, I was working, I was boarding some dogs. And then uh, as we talked earlier on, when I have certain amount of dogs, I try to honor, you know, the life of the dogs. For some reason, it's, it connected to me so much. But if it is one or two, you see recently that I bring them with me. So what I did was, you know, if I cannot go to the event, especially the Mendo Hapa, I will just stay local and then do something. And then uh, so that I can, if there's emergency, I can come back and see the dogs and then go back to it. And that was one of those days after walking dogs. It was Friday, one Friday after, you know, taking the dogs out and then bringing them back. I kind of feel like the time was right. And then I've talked to you about trying to do like a, a 30,000 feet elevation ride, which is, I mean, some people would say Everest, but I just want to go beyond Everest. But then it have to be a complete ride, not 
repetition. But for this day, I just came back and I'm like, okay, I've done term four, like do right from the from the bottom to the top of mountain four times. And then I went to the Giro ride in Santa Cruz and somebody told me that, do I know that is term six? And I'm like, okay, if I thought it was four, now it's six. And if it is six, which, what are those? And then the person said that the ones I've ridden plus uh, Aldridge and Old Railroad. So for the people listening, want to, so Mount Tam obviously is the iconic mountain in Marin mm-hmm. County where mountain bike was 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 founded, and it's still a huge hub and mecca for cycling and off-road. So name the ascents. So the ascents is uh, from Fairfax to the summit, from uh, Bolina, Fairfax to the summit, uh, from Stinson to the summit, and from uh, uh, Miller Valley to the summit are the first four. Those are the paved ones. That, those are the paved ones. And then the second uh, three that I did, that makes it term seven, is uh, Old Railroad to the summit, Aldridge to the summit, and Rock Spring to the summit. That makes it seven. Yeah, you just missed Coastal. And recently, when I you was You missed Coastal and you missed Randall. Exactly. All recently, <laughs> when I was so nine to you, you just brought it up that, and if that's the case... So you did the short loop. Exactly. So now, hopefully, have to go back to the drawing board and try to see where Coastal and Randall mix in. And in my opinion, without those, it's not complete. And I will close the chapter when I bind those into the time seven. So looking forward to that. Yeah. So as a cyclist, we I mean you have a you have the the lovable disposition and the laughter and the smile that we can't get too much of. And but to do something like that, obviously, and I've seen you ride and the things that you're doing. I I think that you like to to suffer a little bit to feel alive out there on the bike. Am, am I wrong in saying that? That there's something cathartic in that digging deeper. And I don't see you digging deep in the sense of being competitive with other people. We're talking about that today, where you have you're looking at a time to beat or a person to beat. But something within yourself, what is it that 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 you identify with this sport? that allows you to to you set what those limits are and, and, and creating those personal goals? It goes back to me growing up, which I will also say it's part of my foundation. I grew up uh, in a small farming village and all that we do is farming. And I realized that from since my childhood, uh, there was this... Uh, uh, like a rhythm of me living from one foster family to the other. And then my parents gave me up to these different foster families as a farm help. So even there are days that if the other kids are not going to the farm, I'm still get kicked out to go and watch critters from destroying farm harvest. So fast forward. So that continue like constantly moving, transform itself into my into my cycling habits today. So I feel like I'm wired in a sense that I have to be doing something all the time. And fortunately for me, I found that in cycling. So like uh, after dog walking, I can just come and I watch the clock. Um, and if it is 2 p.m., 2.30, 3 p.m. Um, and after following the weather, if I know that the weekend is going to be nice, I can just take off and then ride throughout the next day sleeping. In a normal sense, I know some people it doesn't work for 99.9% of humanity, but for me, four hours sleep maximum, I'm fine. And if I get a nap, 
the rest four hours that makes it eight hours doesn't mean anything to me so i can get on the bike and then go all day long all night long and i will be fine so that's how i build up that tenacity in my head to sit on a bike for so long and i also because i don't have i started cycling late uh, late 2007, so I don't have the strong foundation to be as fast or quick starter like everybody else, but I consider myself a diesel engine. I just have to get going. When I get going and I warm up, the rest of it, I can go all day, all night, all the time. And I'm, I'm just built like for a long haul. I'm not the quickest and I'm not the fastest and I will never, you know, pretend to be. But if you want me to see where the, the, the finish line is and you take time out of it, I will see that. Yeah, so that that makes sense. Then adding to those those longer days and to just going and I'm not I'm a Spanish teacher, not a math teacher. But if you do seven times, say the average person sleeps eight hours, you sleep four, you have an extra twenty eight hours a week to to do stuff. There so so there you see, go. It, it does make sense. Okay, so so young people out there listening to this show, don't take my advice. Don't sleep four <laughs> hours like Sally. Um, Fortunately, we have a, a Guayaki, and I gave him a mighty one here, so uh, he, he's he's staying with me. So we have another challenge that we're gonna we've been talking about, which I look forward to doing with you. And I'm gonna let I'll post this along when I get my schedule. Is we've got a route up in Humboldt County mm-hmm. that again, it's not an Everest. I, you know, it's not. I don't like the up and back, but I've put together a loop that's gonna be about 230 miles and and 30,000 feet, and so. Um, that's going to be a fun one to do. I think we'll get a couple other takers. It's going to be self-supported. It's not an event that one registers for, but it's been really fun planning that with you and thinking about, um, you know, those ideas. Do you have anything else in the in the short term that's coming up? Like that you're that you're. It sounds to me like oh, you just did this dog walking and then you climbed Tam seven times, but that's not the case. You've been you'd been thinking about that and planning that for a while. So is there something else crazy next that I don't know about? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the, for me, uh, I would say the blessings in disguise that ever happens to me in terms of cycling was uh, having a conversation about uh, Grasshopper and then uh, getting to know you. And uh, in more ways than one, I feel like uh, we are two, we are one person in two. Because sometimes I think I'm very crazy, and then when I talk to you and then pick your brain, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I'm normal. Other people are crazy. So, yeah, I have, uh, I've been working with uh, Above Category uh, to be exactly a brand dog, and he's been very resourceful to me, and I feel like since I've been working with him uh, in terms of uh, uh riding and other things that have to do with cycling to make my riding better. He's been really, really good at helping me in that. And because of that, I've seen that there's so much improvement with some of the things he's helping me integrate it. So I have some concepts of riding coming up and then they want uh, to be very supportive of that. And uh, it's something that I've mentioned before, but when the time is right, I know that, you know, I will not be able to do it without you and Sportful. So, yeah, I have other plans coming. But my main objectives for next year will be the the, the challenge you just mentioned, and I also want to be on the list of the mega hopper those two i can i i i will definitely you know it's my goal and then uh, above category said they will be uh in front if i want them to you know be with me to do the mega hopper so that i'm excited about but uh i'm also thinking about you know seeing if i can uh round up uh, marine 40 so 
I was thinking 30, but this term has given me an idea, uh, 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 an idea that, you know, that is done. 230 will be a waste of time. But as always, you've always been inspiration to me and a tool of motivation. So with the Mega Harper, my plan is to come out with uh, Marine 40. So, uh, As, so you're talking about 40,000 feet. 40,000 feet. Yeah. Well, then the mega, that'd be good training for the Mega Hopper, which, exactly. which, which knowing you, I think the time won't be so much. You're not, look, I think you're more going for the funnest known time as opposed to the, the fastest known time. Exactly. I mean, like I said before, I'm not the fastest, even no matter how hard I try. I won't be the fastest, but one thing I will know, I, I, I can say is um, I like to do my rides all in one, not taking like a, you ride half, sleep half. No, for me, I feel like you either cheating yourself, uh, no pun intended to anybody, but that's just a personal feeling. That's how I'm, I'm driven but by how... I can make how mental stable I can hold myself. So if I started, I want to be able to finish it so that I don't put my body in that kind of uh, pulse and go fatigue. So that will be my ideal. So if I'm involved in a challenge, it's not a matter of being fast. It's a matter of can you do it all at once without taking a, a couch break in between. Yeah, if it wasn't for your all your, your responsibilities for, for the the dogs that you walk, I could see you getting into some ultra uh you know bike bike packing events for that uh oh that's uh, certain yeah. man that sometimes you know I feel like uh you know if my 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 opportunities were different in life that would have been my ideal, like, if... Well, you still have time, and I could also think of, you know, Northern California is is so beautiful, and there's so many different things to do. I think as cyclists, sometimes we have a hard time, you know, leaving here, but if you're getting up, you know, going to Oregon, or you're looking at some of the hut-to-hut and, and the Colorado trails, there's just some... There's there's opportunities that they have in other states that that we don't have here in terms of the long extended you know mm -hmm. um single tracks um so besides being the best dressed cyclist at almost any <laughs> any bike ride um it's it's not difficult to notice the the bling on your bikes whether it's the stem cap matching your hubs it's very intentional but the bikes themselves, and I wanted you to talk a little bit about just your love for not just what the bike is as a vessel, but as a machine, which I really appreciate. For me, I love the functionality of it, and I actually love my my handmade bike, but bikes and 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 the carbon ones as well, um, and get sentimental about them. But I, I do know that for you, you've taken it to a deeper level with this project that you have going with. Um, well, I'll let you talk about mosaic. it. What is what with mosaic? What what is this? And it, it's like an artist. To me, it's like if someone, if you're on the hill in Ross and you're having your dream home build, this is you putting this amount of time. Instead of working with the architects, you're working with the builders, you're working with the designers. Tell us, tell us about this bike that we're going to see soon. Well, this bike is inspired by Grasshopper. That for sure, I would tell you. Because the colors were picked all by me, and then the concept of the bike, uh, I have certain say in it, how certain things should be look, and uh, it is going to be representing the, my kind of mindset when I'm riding. And then you talk about like uh, when I'm riding and on my bike, it uh, you know things are presented in a certain way. That's part of the uh, the artist in me that is coming out. In art, the most important thing to have a, a, a great composition is uh, balance, rhythm, and yeah, rhythm and balance. 
you have to have rhythm, you have to have balance. And I'm bringing that into my bike. And I also have a personal belief that you are what color you wear. Like every color you wear have an effect or is it affect either way on you at that particular time. So the colors you wear reflect how you feel inside. So each time I, I, I put on something, is for me, it's just not random. It's what I'm going through at that particular time. So with uh, the build with mosaic is coming up to everything about it is grasshopper. And for me, grasshopper, take the logo out, but it's an adventure, uh, it's excitement, uh, it's fun, uh, and it's, it's thrill. So all that put together, and if you take away the fact that we're riding in the wilderness, all this, if you mix them together, it nourish the mind. And nourishment is green. So that color, grasshopper, the green of grasshopper is so much to absorb and to, to inspire from that I couldn't get away. So this bike coming up, even though uh, uh, it's going to be a bike, for me, it is more than a bike. It's a community, uh, it's energy, is a reflection of the environment that I live in. So besides the color, tell me ab about the bike, what it's made out of, what certain things you've had done to it in terms of the geometry. You're talking about a bike to do anything. Uh, is it So the bike is going to be titanium. And then uh, we have uh, the seat. The seat I've actually designed uh, the flag of grasshopper. And then uh, I just got the proof and it's really working well. So I'm going to have that. And then uh, we, I, I, we have the normal bike cage, but I have a third one. That way when I'm going for a, like my overnight rides, I have enough hydration to, to pick up, to saddle on it. And the seat is going to be made in Australia. They have this awesome guy in Australia that designed the seats, um, this awesome seat for uh, most of their build. And it's, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. And, and and you're going to beat it, I hope. You hopper, we're, you're not going to baby this bike. No, we come, so, come up and ride with me that's very first ride. So I have a great route this, for you. This this actually I was going to <laughs> I was going to keep it until it's done, but I will break it loose and I will hold it I will hold you Low gap. if it doesn't happen. No, I was thinking that when this bike is done, Old Cass Creek the 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 first um, assignment will be the mega hopper. So, but you see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a couple, maybe a couple break, maybe a couple break in rides with that bike. Yeah, for sure. So, I, be, just, yeah. I, I feel like uh, it should, um, like when it's done because of the, like the energy I have with the bike. I, I, you know, I've tried so many rides and, and get stuck or not have it complete because the equipment or the bike I have at some point can't take that amount of load. So, but with every effort, every like design changes uh, or the strengthening that we've put in to build this bike, I want for the first go, I want to be able to say, yes, if I'm going to ride from here to Canada, this is the bike. So there won't be any breaks. So I'm making all the plans. It's just going to be 
one hit. Well, we look forward to seeing it. We'll have we'll have some photos up once it once it comes oh, up. That will be awesome. Uh, and yeah. I think that that probably will like cap it up with my grasshopper experience yeah. because I will have a bike that uh, if I'm coming to grasshopper, I know that rain or shine. I have a reliable horse to sit on and to go as far well, as. Well, we I have can. a lot of work to do to keep keep keeping the events off and awesome with all your uh, with all your praise there, Sally. Um, so tell me, living living in Marin and doing what you do, and um, not being back to Ghana for a long time. When I jump back and you know, being a living in America, being from Ghana. Is that now we've talked a little bit about this a project that you have going on there? I know it's still very much in your heart, and I, mm -hmm. I know for anyone, even as much as they live love living where they are, if when they're from somewhere else, that's that's still home. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about like um, the project that you have going on there. Yeah, I uh, one of my goal when I came here uh, is. If I ever get presented with the opportunities to build um, a school back home, like growing up and, you know, in a situation that it's not easy to get education and education is for the privilege, my goal was to be able to build a school and I have the opportunity to give back uh, the opportunity that is given to me to be able to come to United States and have a life that I'm proud of. So we ha I have that going on, but the whole setup, like I have a vision and you know, when you have a vision, you are the only one who can execute it because it's a living thing in your head. So, but what I did for now is to acquire land properties. That way, if I ever find myself I can just bring out my vision. And I also have my brother helping out and taking care of the properties. And then there are other things that we're doing, like uh, in Ghana, we build our homes with cement blocks. So we bought this uh, industrial block machine that we we start in a block factory. And then I also had a, have a, a, a machine shop that they make other stuff from. So, yeah, I mean, I'm here, but I'm trying to have more than two legs or two hands in my way. Are you, it, two questions that one is, I'm wondering if there's anyone else involved with you, like a foundation. And then secondly, I mean, are, is there a large Ghanaian community or a Ghanaian uh, other, you know, West African community in Marin? Do you feel like that is that part of uh, your experience in Northern California as well? One answer is um, no. With whatever I'm planning to do in Ghana, I'm the sole engaged. Uh, and the second question is, yeah, they are Ghanaian and other West African uh I mean, natives in Marine, but not as much as uh, they are in Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, and n not as they are in East Coast. But here, I know about uh, another Ghanaian here. Um, Weren't we I up in Humboldt County? We were doing a ride, and you went into the store, and you said this guy was from a similar place in Ghana, right? Exactly. He was driving by, and then uh, I went to a store to to buy a gas, and then he pulled over. He started talking to me, and then uh, he, as soon as I started to respond, he said, "Are you from Ghana?" And I said, "Yes." And I said. How do you know? And he said, oh, I'm from Ghana too. And I asked him where he comes from, and, and it happens that we come from the same place. And that was weird, because even the Ghanaian I know in Marine, we don't come, he, he's from one region, and I'm from the other, so totally opposite. But how random can it be? And there goes Grasshopper again, bringing the community together. So that was wild, and that was a plus for me for for that particular trip. Yeah. So yeah, um, 
I mean, it's it's kind of very challenging, and I have some experiences that makes me very, you know, hesitant to bring people in my life. Uh, but when I find the right people, I hold them dearly. So in a situation like this, I'm very, very careful who I allow in. And like winding back to our previous conversation, that's one of the reasons why I'm not making painting prominent in my life right now because of the experiences I have dealing with certain some people in regards to my painting that I feel like either I wasn't treated fairly or I was burned out because of the, uh, you know. You know, there's something I, I, that I want to share with you. I think that that struck me, like felt connected to you besides someone who just likes to ride bikes. And I think that, you know, with my upbringing in a certain time, like I learned that people we meet and friends can become family as much or more so than our family. And I know from the stories that you've shared that that's, that's true. And, you know, you're not sharing like what happened to you and that, and that's fine, but there's things when we get burned or if there's parents that haven't been there for the way that we need them to be like, the fact that like that's not an end all that humans and our resilience is that we are um, moving forward and mm-hmm. um, you know having those bonds with people and like you said once you have those connections with people that's something that we really um, you know honor but anyway I've, I've noticed that in our in our story sharing that that's been something and you know for me the hoppers have been. You know, again, this isn't a show just talking about the hoppers, but it comes back, and especially after 25 years, that like meeting you as an example where, okay, this has kind of become, not kind of, it's become, you know, work. There's a lot of, that goes into this, and not all of it's fun back in the days when we would just show up, give you a laminate, and go for a ride. But meeting people, which still happens every event, that are people that immediately we know that we have so much connected to and feels like, you know, feels like family. And um, and I think that, like, for me, this particular topic, like, kind of touches my heart so much. I can't even, you know, I mean, I can't clearly tell you how much it means to me because through Grasshopper, you know, I've met some of the most incredible people that I feel like, you know, um, they are part of me. They are more than family. And one of my approach to life is they are no strangers. They are yet people we haven't met yet. And then there's no coincidence in life. Everything is... Uh, are structured and already written on the board. You just, if you are on the right path and you've not taken a detour, you run into every situation that you are running to. And some people say, what a coincidence. In life, there's no coincidence. Through you, uh, for example, I met Paul and then like right now, Sportsful is so awesome. I've met Maud, Mo, Alice, like Jeremiah. I've met so many people, like otherwise I wouldn't have known. And it, it uh, like, I mean, Ted King, Peter Statner, I can, the list goes on and like, and it's substantiated my love for cycling, it made me understand that, you know, you have the power to make your own family. It's not necessarily your mother and your dad gave birth to you five, you three, you four, you two, you are family. No, there's the blood family that you are part of and there is that family that you 
have and you have the power to create that one and i think uh this grasshopper thing some people might have this different experience but this grasshopper thing has given me uh, uh that opportunity outside uh a situation or other families that i have that will now or don't have the capability to be part of and like i mean what can i say you, you know to have the opportunity to meet people like-minded being able to talk to them and then they talk back and you go hmm i wasn't crazy either and it will surprise you that the conversation that you and I will have and it makes sense and have common ground, I will have the same conversation with somebody else and it will, it, 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 it will totally, like, you'll be out of place. Yeah, I think I, one of the things that, that I've noticed that, you know, I think cycling has been the focus of my life since I was, you know, 18 but you know i was in school and um, also i'm a teacher as well but there's something about when you meet folks and not who aren't just recreational cyclists but have made that commitment to the lifestyle and it's an investment you know it's financially an investment and we choose that this is our social life there isn't also the bar and the golf course like this is what it is so when we meet people doing what we love whether it's here or in another state or when i go to costa rica or if i go to spain it's that we have that that in common, um, which which I'm I'm thankful for, and I know that happens in other endeavors that people are are passionate are passionate about, and uh, you know, the the you can't really bullshit your way through that when you're with someone. You have to be putting your time in to be doing these type of things together. I wanted to to share with you a nugget that you shared with me years ago. I think this was in the parking lot at the community center in Occidental, and I forget what it was i don't know maybe because you call me the general and it kind of pisses me off but i know you've explained to me why because to me that sounds too authoritarian i think of like um pinochet or something um but you know i am a person who has ideas and i like to just do it and and to get it done and maybe i was apologizing for that and you said something to the effect that um there are those who um make things happen there are those who, th who watch things happen and then and there's those who say what, what the fuck the just happened exactly <laughs> and I, i've always liked that so instead of you know really like knowing who we are and not really apologizing for that but did, did you come up with did you make that quote or did you hear that somewhere so no so this is my 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 uh thing about i always go back to um how i got to grasshopper i, re I remember the first time I was able to register, I came and enrolled it. So you and I never met at the first time. The second time, by the time, and then at that time... It's... Oh, so you poached your first grasshopper. Exactly. Cheers, nice job. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that time, it's always old cars. My second year, by the time I registered, it was full. So I made it a con a con my uh, conscientious to come early. That way... Uh, I will help set up, and then uh, the people who don't show up, I will be in front to get one of those uh, uh, entrants. And then after I help out, uh, you said, uh, I shouldn't worry, you know, I'm fine. And then I'm like, for me, that was the first thing that like kind of rang in my mind that you know what do you mean i said i don't remember that that i was so so the you, second time uh when it was filled up i waited and after everybody was registered few people didn't show up so i bought uh my registration and wrote but the third time i came earlier and help out. Actually, I came before you guys. So when I help out, and then uh, later on, I came to ask if there was uh, any spot. And you said, eh, I'm fine. 
just uh, get a number and I paid for it and I wrote. So after that, it occurred to me that, you know, and, and you know, this will be another conversation growing up and um, uh, uh, stories that I, w I was being told. Uh, one of them is uh, I was told once that when it's raining and then you see people running for cover and uh, among them, somebody said, oh, you come on, come out of the rain. We will squeeze for you. That person who said, I come, come in, we will squeeze for you to, to like get out of the rain. Not that person. That person is really somebody for you. So when, I don't know how you interpret that, that means that person doesn't know you, but they're looking after you. They, they, your your well-being is behind their mind. So when you said, uh, I shouldn't worry, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm in. Like, it, it brought all this way back. And I'm like, I'm probably not dealing with just uh, 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 an individual who organizes ride and collect money from from people, and after that, like I will come and you know, things between you and I, whether I registered ahead or not, I come and I get a spot. Even to at some point, you you figure out. I don't know how you figured it out, but there's a spot if we will come, and then there was once. Uh, a first ride, Sean said, oh, we didn't register, we shouldn't go. And I said, Sean, you have no idea. I strongly believe that if we go, Miguel will leave our spot. And he said, oh, I'm not sure about that. And I decided to not come with Sean, only to learn later on that you left our spot. And I'm like, yep, that's it. I will never, never like doubt what Miguel will do. Guess what? If I don't think about it, he doesn't think about it. If I think about it, he thought about it, and then some. So that's when, you know, I'm going through my mind, I'm like, you know what? If you want the real general, I think Miguel is the real general. And I actually considered what you thought about, like the dictator, but I'm like, no, forget them. You know, because you make things happen and you are not the kind of people that say, eh, this, no, you are like, you know what? Nothing ventures, nothing gain. At least I will put my head into it. The worst that can happen is it didn't go through. But the chances of it going through is more than the chances of it not going through because you are the general and you've given it a thought. So that's how it came. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like, I like the background of the story. That's good. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. good memory. So, Sally. I mean, I, I, and personally, honestly, I just feel like if, like, if, that's for me in my, uh, uh, like, getting to know you, being part of Grasshopper, and then see how you go about doing things. The general is the right, like, I mean, Anna, I can give you because the general is supposed to make sure that things are done, they are done properly, everybody is taken care of, everybody have fun, and everybody is encouraged. Yeah, thanks for saying so. You know, and I think, you know, you talked about you're not being able to sit still, and, and that's me. So, you know, the planning of these events, the looking at the maps, the packing, the unpacking. It's been two weeks since you saw, and just yesterday I finished unpacking my vans. I have things out there because as soon as I got home, I hit the ground running with my kids and back to work and the property. But for me, you know, I used to, you know, my wife is, is not the same way, and she criticized me for not sitting still. Like, like for me, five minutes to sit and kind of look around is good, and then, I'm, and, then I'm, and then I'm up again. Like a day off for me, that's why I never did well as a racer. A day off for me is 10 hours in the yard, garden, like hard work, hard labor, like feet up, resting, just not that good. And, and I'm realizing now that's, that's just who I am and not just the events, but I want to be creating. And for me, it's having my hands on something. So it's been a real honor to have the support of and, and involvement of, of you and other people in the cycling community as the events have grown to just come and and joining the other adventures and shenanigans, some for the series, some for one or two. But um, 
yeah, it's it's been fun, and and I know we have a couple more adventures planned ahead, and we'll make sure to keep people tuned in, and uh, we'll have to have another podcast after or before our Humboldt adventure. Yeah, it's 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 really been honored to be part of the you know the Sonoma County uh, cyclists. You know the the you guys are awesome. I wouldn't uh, enjoy cycling without you guys input um raj uh and then uh you know i mean all you guys it is is amazing i you got thank you guys for i mean bringing me along and we can thank co- we can thank covid a little bit i mean i to say that because it's been a bad thing but i know that when we we weren't riding and then I think when we started riding on a regular basis was was when uh, you know I've been working all summer by myself. I was like I've got to do an adventure, so I put out like I don't know just just a couple emails to folks saying, "Hey, I want to do seven hoppers in seven days," and I think you yeah. said in, and yeah. so then we had our little a little cohort of people riding. And uh, anyway, Solly, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And um, you know, normally after podcasts, I'll tell people this is their. Instagram or their web page and I know you're a little you're a humble little humble and and you you know that's not what it's about for you so um yeah, people can fo- check you out on Strava um he's an active person there um but hopefully you can just come and meet Sally and say hey <laughs> at uh, the next hopper if there's hopper there's going to be Sally uh and then, uh, you know, I always say that a day with the general, be it on the bike, uh, on a walk, uh, in the steady is the best day. So thank you for having me. And then, uh, hey, log up. Hope it comes soon. Yep, reg open soon. And uh, we'll see you guys out there. All right. Peace, Sally. Peace. Hey, so George Adair from uh, Team Adair and Cross Country Mortgage, great to see you. Hey, great to be here. Thanks. You know, you've been on my mind lately uh, as we're moving into the the winter season of the Grasshopper Series for next year. Um, you're a sponsor with us, both Windsor Bike Shop and Cross Country Mortgage. So tell me a little bit your connection between uh, cycling and uh, lending and being a key member of the Sonoma County community here. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I'd love to share my, my my history there. So I started cycling myself about 13, 14 years ago and on a janky bike and realized that I really loved it. And uh, and then, you know, at that same time, I was uh, approached by a, um, a local cycling race team to sponsor them. So I became their uh, main sponsor and on their jerseys. And I, I always say I was the 35th fastest racer on the team as well. I'm not sure if I hadn't sponsored it, I would have been invited to be on the team. But I really got a great connection to uh, to sponsoring and, uh, and getting involved in, in the cycling community through that. And uh, and then found some connectivity between both uh, the, the lending world, because I was the sponsor, and the cycling world. That's awesome. You know, for me with the grasshoppers, you know, we've always had sponsors, but I've always looked for people that are embedded and enmeshed and have history in in Sonoma County. So it's been a great match. You know, last year when COVID hit and we were looking at having no events and I was looking at the, the, you know, having no income coming in and looking at my teacher salary, one of the things we looked at was refinancing. And, uh, you know, when I worked with Cross Country Mortgage, you know, I used to think you'd buy a house and maybe you refinance once, but I think I've refinanced four times and each time with a different person. And uh, by far was the best experience I had, the most uh, professional, the clear. And uh, so so how do you do it? Why, what makes Team Adair and Cross Country, you know, stand out? Well, that's a great testimonial. First off, thanks so much. It's I, it's a team approach, right? I think I think if you look at it as more than just being about Georgia Dare, it's about the folks that we used uh, to support your loan, getting it started, the technology aspect of it, communicating the status of your mortgage, uh, and, and then seeing it through in an efficient manner using technology and uh, the DocuSigning platform as one example. Um, so you know that's how we do it, and and you know I'm really well supported. Um, and we're a direct lender. I think that's another key element. Cross country mortgage with a big broad name like cross country is still, we're a local lender. I'm a local team 
And then we just fund the loan and later we sell it to like Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. So, you know, being a direct local lender, I think gives us a lot of advantages here in the community. Yeah, and having a lender, whether it's your first time home buyer or refinancing, uh, having a lender that you can count on for your first purchase and uh, to refinance or to buy an investment property, uh, having that connection is very important. You know, and with the Hoppers being able to offer our participants uh, the the special incentive program, uh, I think has been a, a really big add to the quality of the experience and to something that uh, everybody everybody needs. So, can you? Remind me exactly how does that work? Absolutely. Uh, the, the platform is called an affinity program, and we've been successful actually helping a few writers with this program save money. It's really just about saving money. So, you know, getting a home loan does require closing costs. It requires uh, lender fees and escrow fees and title fees and appraisal fees and notary fees and credit reporting fees and all of these fees, right? You remember the closing statement uh, has all these itemized fees. So what we do is we know how much those generally cost and they add up to about $2,200. So we decided to extend this offer to Hopper writers and their family uh, to uh, save $2,200 by covering those fees. You still get a great rate. You still get all the same service. Uh, but you know because of our connection to Hopper, uh, to Grasshopper events uh, that, uh, and, and our connection to the cycling community, we wanted to put together this affiliated affinity type program. Well, we really appreciate that. And, and the link is live on the grasshopperadventureseries.com webpage on the sponsors link there. And this isn't just for riders. You don't have to show proof of registration. You're, you're part of the family and it's for the extended family. So uh, look for that. And uh, if you have any other questions, you could always reach out to George. Yeah, the great way to reach me is online at georgiadare.com. And you can also call me at 707-583-8100. And thanks so much for the opportunity. You bet. And thanks for, thanks for coming on board. And uh, stay tuned for our next podcast guest.